Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello, loves. Okay, so today we're going to talk about delegating and how it makes you more money. Now, I don't want to come across in this podcast that I am the expert at uh, delegating. Um, To be frank, it is probably my weakest skill that I have in my repertoire. But one thing that I have overcome over the last couple of years is recognizing that it is my weakest skill. And therefore, it's something I have been working on over years. So I figured why not at this stage of the game, stop, check in, give you guys some baby steps on how to delegate. Because if I had some baby steps a couple years ago, I probably would have been a lot farther than I am right now in regards to delegating. Um, I used to think that delegating wasn't something that would make me money or um, I had something to prove or it was a waste of my time and it never really clicked. I had listened to other podcasts and I've read other things about like, oh, delegating is awesome. You should totally delegate. CEOs delegate, bosses delegate, managers delegate, blah, 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 blah. Delegate, delegate, delegate. I'm like, okay, cool, but it doesn't seem to be working. So I'm either doing something wrong or I just don't really need to delegate in my life. And I want to say, to be honest, the missing link in regards to delegating was I did not realize how by not delegating, I was capping my income. So let me give you a couple of different examples. And you know the drill if you've listened to any of these episodes. If this is the first time you've listened to me, um, I encourage you to go back into the archives because a lot of these episodes build on each other. Um, They're good standalones, but it's like, why have a one course meal when you can have a five course meal? Um, that's what my podcast episodes are. There are five course meals. You just got to eat one podcast episode at a time. So what truly cemented the fact that by getting out of my own way and delegating, I can make myself more money is right now in the job that I have, um, a couple of different things that I do, but one of the things I do, um, I have been taking the, um, company that I work at and, over the last year, I've uh, become, let me just stop peeking about the rush. Okay. So little, little over a year and six months-ish ago, I became parts manager at a power sports dealership. Mind you, I, in the past with my husband, had run my own power sports dealership. So technically the title's a step down, but it's a job that I loved and it was really a no-brainer to pick it. So the company recruited us, yada, 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 backstory, backstory. Um, one day I'll go into it. Just It's not relevant right now, so there's no point in diving into that tangent. But over the last year and change, I have been a parts manager. And part of it was, okay, I have to learn how to do the job for this particular company because obviously every single company is different. Um, I learned a fuck ton about accounting. Never thought that would have been something I was happy to learn because ironically, I failed accounting three times in college, but yet it's a massive portion of my everyday life and I actually kind of geek out on it. So learned a bunch about the job, learned things to make myself successful. And then once I started to get my feet under me um, in regards to like the day-to-days and things like that, 
I started to want to beat last year's numbers and the years before that because, of course, why not? I'm an awesome, badass woman. I know I can make a lot of money. I've done it before in other places. I've made my companies tons of money. So why not here? Especially when part of my job is commission-based. So again, why not make the most amount of money possible? So over the last year, I've been recording metrics and things like that and figuring out how to make the company more money, which aka means I make more money, which I love money. So bring it on. Well, I hit what felt like to be a ceiling probably maybe last November. Um, I had gotten everything as dialed in as I could. But what I was running into is there was this limited supply of customers. And it's like, well, I can only sell so much to each customer. My cross-sells are good. My upsells are good. My recommendations are good. My this is my that. Everything's good. But I just don't have enough customers coming in to hit the numbers that I want. So what did I do? I figured out a way to bring in more customers. So because it is a brick and mortar business, and again, if you're listening to this during the pandemic, um, brick and mortars, especially for the power sports industry, are considered essential because most of us will go ahead and service um, police cars, not police cars, police motorcycles, police side-by-sides and ATVs. So the dealership I work at right now, um, we do a ton of state contracts. So we've been open this entire time because we have to make sure that Florida Fish and Wildlife and the beaches and the polices and all those people that are using side-by-sides and ATVs can obviously do their job. So during all of this, um, I was, again, running into that ceiling where, okay, I'm reaching out, I've dialed in, I've done the recommendations, but I want more customers. Um, So somehow I got on Amazon's radar and Amazon personally reached out to me, which this feels like a fucking fairy tale. Everyone made fun of me for about a month because I about like peed myself at work. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, Amazon called me. Um, But Amazon personally reached out to me and said, hi, we would like to have your power sports dealership featured on Amazon, which if you don't know, or if you haven't set up an Amazon selling account, if you're a regular individual, it's not that hard. But when you are a business, it is obscenely hard to get listed on Amazon, depending on the category you're in. So power sports is under the mechanics category. And we have a lot of chemicals, we have a lot of, um, I guess, flammable things, things like that. So not every any uh, old power sports business can become an Amazon business. When Ben and I had our own power sports dealership, I tried really hard and they said, nay, nay. So when Amazon's like, we would like you to be on our platform, I was like, hell yeah. So uh, by this time, we ended up uh, hiring in my department a new uh, parts associate. And we've been, um, you know, I'm getting in, I'm training him. He's starting to learn the job, things like that. I specifically hired someone that was really, really great at sales, um, but was a little naive to the industry because I knew that the stuff in the industry could be learned. I literally am a walking testimony. Eight years ago, 10 years ago, I never would have been able to have had the level of intelligent conversations about a fucking like transmission or rear differential or engine that I could have now. So I knew that I needed someone that had the basic selling skills because that is something that's a hundred times harder to teach. I think it is possible to teach it, but it's not um, as easy to learn versus recommendations or cross sales or things like that. So um, got the new associate, training him up. He's doing good. 
and we're trying to get Amazon on, let's say it was on point. So we had gotten, and it was a struggle. We had gotten to about 50 listings in Amazon. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And we're getting like, I don't know, one or two sales a week, which was fantastic because it gave us time to learn how to use the platform from the business point of view. And again, I got to learn stuff about accounting that I never thought I would ever come to appreciate. So that was good. Well, come the pandemic, um, we had ironically gotten so busy that we had to hire another person to come in and clean the dealership, AKA wipe down the doors, wipe down the toilets, wipe down the grips, the walls, things like that, because we had so many people coming in and out of the dealership. Um, we weren't social distancing. Um, we weren't limiting customers in the showroom. It was just a normal day of people coming in, um, which was a little intense, but is what it is. So, because that's what our management decided. So with all of this volume of like plethora of people coming in, manufacturers saying it's going to be a week to two weeks before you can even think of getting your parts when, you know, a couple of weeks prior to the coronavirus, it had been a couple of days. So all these phone calls, all these people, it just became too much. So we hired on temporarily um, another person to come and do the phones and help out with keeping the place clean and sanitary for the staff and for the customers and kind of doing some odds, bits and bobs and things like that. Well, I promise the story has a point. Well, she started running out of things to do because she was such a badass that she blew through all the work we were giving her. And technically, if answering the phone is your main job, you have to wait for the phone to ring. You can't just magically make it ring. So I was like, well, let me show you Amazon because Amazon is something that you can do in between phone calls. You can do it in between wiping down the doors and knobs and things like that. And it would really help us out because it's kind of the only department that she could uh, work in because she didn't have a power sports background. So she couldn't really help out with accounting, obviously. She couldn't help out in the sales floor. I mean, she could do a little bit here and there, but still, you have to have a person in front of you. Obviously, she's not a mechanic, so she can't wrench in the back. Um, she doesn't know how to read a microfish, so it's not like she can take phone calls and do recommendations, but she could sell on Amazon. So I started teaching her little by little how to list stuff on Amazon. And within a week, she got her feet under her and she crushed it. Give her a month, maybe three weeks and some change, maybe not even a month. And she had listed almost 700 individual items from the entire showroom in Amazon. I was like, holy shit balls. This is fucking amazing. What took me and Marcus, which was our parts, is the parts associate, which, what took the two of us two or three months to list 50 items, because mind you, we're doing it in between customers and phone calls and all of this stuff that like is our normal job. So it took us a couple of months to lift, list 50 items. She listed like 600, uh, 600, like 70 items within three weeks. And here's where I go back to how delegating makes you money and how I feel I'm in the you know, new baby stage of it, but it actually clicked for the first time in my life. Because of the dealership paying her and me saying, well, this is something you can do. It would really help me out. With her listing that 700 basically SKUs in the computer. So mind you, that's 700 individual items. Like I, I just want to stre stress that point. 700 individual freaking items. So it's just mind boggling. Because of that, 
sales started pouring in. And I'm talking anywhere from five to 15 sales a day from Amazon because we had a massive catalog for people to pick from. So we went from doing one or two a week to 10 to, you know, five to 15 a day. And then on top of it, because we were doing so good and we were a glorified beta account for Amazon, Amazon said, you're doing so good. Your stats are good. We are going to go ahead and take you and give you authorization to sell in Canada. So the way Amazon works, if you're a seller, um, you can take your entire catalog that's already listed. And as long as you have the approval from Amazon, you can go ahead and duplicate it, convert it into that country's currency, but you can duplicate your catalog and push it over into that country. Um, again, a couple of kinks to figure out with that one. A um, couple a little like scraped knees and stuff like that, like little boo-boos of, ooh, I didn't charge enough here. Ooh, I was too cheap on shipping there. Whatever. Moved on, right? So because we were doing so good with Canada, Amazon came back and said, hey, you're doing so amazing with Canada. We're going to take your entire catalog of basically 670 items and push it into Mexico as well. Well, that's when it clicked. I was like, holy shit, having her come in and helping me out where I thought this was something insignificant has made not only the company thousands of dollars, but it started to make me pretty good commission checks <laughs> because we're selling just volume. I mean, the my, my accountant that I work with, uh, Tammy, she's freaking amazing. She's got dry humor like no one's business. And I love her to pieces because she's taught me so much. She keeps joking. She's like, man, if you keep this up, you're going to have to hire a second person just to manage your online stores. I was like, well, shit, you know, hopefully that's the goal because we have enough sales coming in consistently. But I want to say that was when it clicked that delegating makes you more money. And mind you, I know that was a super long winded story, but hear me out. I wanted you to hear that story because I want you to understand that it doesn't matter what type of delegating you're doing. Most of the time when we're delegating, we can't truly see the impact of the item we're delegating because we're only delegating one-off items. We're not delegating an item that has a long-term tail or a long-term return on it. So let me give you a different type of example. Um, obviously, that was a 10-minute example on business. Let me give you a personal one. A personal one could be bill pay. You go, you take the 20 minutes or two hours, and you go ahead oh sorry got a puppy okay sorry for that little interruption um even though only I'm the one that knows it's an interruption I swear I need like puppy intermission music um <laughs> one of the puppies got startled and started growling and I highly doubt you wanted to hear that so anywho let's go back to the personal example of bill pay you take the five or 20 minutes or two hours or however long it is and you start setting up bill pay in your bank account. Well, here's how it's going to make you more money in the long run. It's going to make you more money because you're not going to miss the bill because it's all going to be in there. So therefore, you're not going to have to worry about the company double charging your card, or you're not going to have to worry about missing a bill, or you're not going to have to worry about all of this extra time it's going to take to pay your bills. So it's making you money by the fact that it's saving you money. Um, or even if you want to take it to a slightly bigger version of that, okay, you set up the bill pay for your personal funds and now you're matching it up with a spreadsheet. And because you've 
fully been able to wrap your arms around your money in your household, you can start snowballing. You could start paying off debt. You can start putting money away in savings. You can start a rainy day fund. You can see that, oh, maybe I'm a little overspending in this category and I should probably scale back on it. It gives you information, which gives you power. So I think the reason why personally I was struggling and have been struggling so much with delegating is I was trying to delegate one-off things. I wasn't trying to delegate something that had a long-term return. So Amazon and that 10-minute story I gave you about Amazon is literally the prime example. Those 600 and X amount of listings that she did for me, I will be able to make money off of those same listings for years because the only thing we have to do is Amazon gives you a little alert when your inventory is low, go in, update the inventory, hit the save button, and you're done. So I can make money, my department can make money, my company can make money, all of us can make money from this one-time investment for months and months and months and years and years and years until basically it doesn't exist anymore. That's the type of thing I wish someone had emphasized to me about delegating, not just getting stuff off your plate. What can you do? Why are you doing everything? I'm like, well, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> you know, no one explained the real benefit. The benefit is it helps you make money over time because you've put the work in once and you have someone else that's putting in the work once, you're paying them for that. You're paying them for that one time, but yet you get to cash in on that work time and time and time and time and time again. So another example could be creating courses. I am in the middle right now of creating some new courses and loading them into the website and linking all the pay buttons and writing all the homeworks and doing all of that. Well, once those courses go live and I publish them and I market them, that course that I'm spending my time on right now is going to give me a long-term return to either A, I stop selling the course, or B, I stop selling the course because there's always going to be new people that you can market it to. There's always going to be um, people that really want to take a course or maybe want to go back to the new modules you just added to it. Um, Amanda Francis is probably my favorite person when it comes to this. She has X amount of courses, I don't know, like 10, 15, 20. But what she does is she has her foundation list of courses and then every time she relaunches that course, so she just launched her money course, for example, which uh, it's on my wish list to take. I haven't taken it yet. But let's say, let's go with that one. She relaunched her money course. She's been adding modules to it every year for the past, like, I don't know, four or five years. So maybe she only has to now, four or five years down the road, record one or two new pieces of things that she's learned. But she's still making money off of a course that she created, the foundation that she created five or six years ago. And so that is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about delegating. I want you to get something off of your plate because it's going to make you more money. So talking to the Maggie that was didn't have a lot of extra funds, uh, just lying around to hire a VA or, um, you know, just felt like there wasn't enough money because technically I always had the option to figure out a side hustle to earn the money. I just felt too overwhelmed and it didn't, I couldn't understand the value behind hiring someone to do some of this stuff for me. So speaking to that version of myself, if that's you, 
what I want you to focus on is I want you to focus on hiring someone, trading with someone, outsourcing to someone, begging someone, volunteering for someone, whatever. I want you to focus on having someone help you with something that is going to make you money over and over and over and over and over again. So for me and my life, that is going to be Amazon at work. That is going to be in my personal life, creating courses. Um, and it can even be things like setting up retirement accounts or setting up savings accounts, little things that over time give you such a massive return. I don't want you to think of delegating as, oh, you should hire a housekeeper or you should hire a cook or you should hire a, I don't know, yard company. Those are one-time transactions that don't necessarily make you money. The whole point of this is to be making you money because once you've started getting all this stuff off of your plate, you're going to have multiple streams of income coming in. And not every single income is designed to go ahead and replace your day job. The reason why I love and, and obsessed with multiple streams of income is that I don't feel that if something happens with my job, so say we actually did have to close the power sports dealership and say we couldn't work our normal nine to whatever's, right? We would have had at least options of other ways to make money. I'm not saying we would have made the same amount of money, but we would have not been at the mercy of one source of income. Um, I don't like being at the mercy of a company. Even when it was our own company, it drove me nuts that we were at the mercy of that one company or that one individual or that one client. And now you start to look and sound and feel desperate because if something goes wrong, you're fucked. And I don't want any of you to be in that position. I want you to have a little bit of comfort. So even if that's little things like Lyft, so say you download a Lyft or Uber app on your phone, which I know is super taboo right now because of the coronavirus and all of that. But even if that meant you were driving two times a week using that app and you took that money and you put it into your savings account or you put it on a you know, credit card that's overwhelming, or you used it to buy groceries or whatever the case is, you're doing something that is a long-term income that is going to help you in the long run. It's not going to be your only source of income. So God forbid something happens, you don't have to panic as bad. So delegating, <laughs> delegating should be looked at with that same light. It should be looked at as what is something I can pay someone to do that will make me money year over year over year over year? Not something that let me have them do it once for me, get it off my plate, and it doesn't move me forward in my life. So because I feel like I'm getting a little preachy right now, um, I want to kind of dive over into the journaling prompts that I put with every single one of my episodes. Um, I think that's what makes me different out of everyone that's like podcasting out there where you're going to maybe get a topic or get an interview or anything like that. I am actually giving you tools in every single episode that you listen to. I'm giving you tools to go ahead and make a change in your life today, right now. Not, hey, buy my program and spend this much money and time and energy, and then you'll get some transformational results. No, I'm giving you free results right now because you listened to the podcast and you took time out of your day to better yourself. So 
With that being said, I'm going to dive into my journal prompts, which uh, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, I started numbering them because apparently when I'm talking and reading, I can't do talking, reading, and numbers at the same time and keep track of them. So I just started numbering them so I can tell you which number you're on. All right. So journal prompt number one in regards to delegating and how it's going to make you money. So number one is what area are you taking on too much? So for me, that was Amazon. As much as I wanted to grow my income at work and I wanted to grow my, you know, stats at work and all of that, Amazon was just too much. But the moment an opportunity came up for me to have someone help me out on it, I jumped on it. Another area that's personal related would be um, trying to get all of the social media content out for the blog. I can technically do it. I've done it in the past. I've been paid to do it. I still consult for people and do it. But trying to do it all on my own for my blog, for the courses, for all of this is just a little bit too much. So what I've started doing is I started paying someone in batches to create some content cover for me, some journal prompt covers for me, things like that, because those are things that I can repurpose and reuse over and over again, because every time someone listens to an episode, then they opt into my amazing email newsletters, and eventually they might buy a course from me, or they might buy an affiliate product for me, things like that. So it's something that I'm paying someone to do once that's making me money long-term. So back to journal prompt number one, now that you've gotten some perspective on it. What are the areas you're taking on too much? I want you to write them all down. Just write and write and write and write and write. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. Just kind of brain dump it. Once you've gotten that brain dump done, then let's go into number two. Does all of this have to be done by you? Um, Kate Northrup is someone that had said that question to me. Uh, I was at a training in Maine with her uh, a couple of years ago at this point. And she was adamant that there was very little that had to be done by her. And there was only a handful of things that could only be done by her. So what did she do? She outsourced the rest. And as she got better at outsourcing the rest, she went from middle six figures to seven figures. And I was like, well, if it works for her, it could work for me. So do not believe that all of this has to be done by you. So I would like you to write down next to all of these things, what is it or who is it that you could have do X, Y, and Z for you? So maybe it is, um, I'm trying to think of something, file your taxes. Um, obviously you need to file them. Maybe that means having and finding a really great accountant or a really great bookkeeper or a tax preparer, or maybe that even means you just pay for freaking TurboTax. Something like that where it's going to make you more money in the long run because obviously you're going to get the right deductions. That would be something I'd want you to write down next to it. So if one of your bullet lists is taxes takes too long, I would write down next to it, hire accountant, pay for software, something so you can kind of start to see what is the alternative solution to what you just listed that feels overwhelming and feels like too much. So number three is, are there any systems or tools that you can use to delegate these items with? So I don't want you to think that everything means you have to pay someone. That's not true. So bill pay, for example, you're not paying anyone to set a bill paying your account. But if you take the time within a month or two, it'll take you 15 freaking minutes to pay your bills once a month because you can schedule it all out and you know it's safe, it's secure, and it's done versus logging into this portal, logging into that portal, blah, 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 blah. Oh no, I'm late. So now I have a late fee. So that's going to cost me money. 
Um, another tool that I have used and loved over the years and can keep coming back to over and over again is Buffer or uh, another one is IFTTT. So these are all tools that you can use that most of them, well, actually all three of them that I listed are free. Um, and what they do is they help you figure out how to automate some stuff in the background so that you can make more money. So having automated posts means that I'm on social media more, which means my fan base grows more, which means I have more people enroll in courses that I create. Obviously, it's a win, win, win. So I want you to think about other systems or tools that you can use to delegate. So our Chase bill pay account is like my Chase VA. He, she, it <laughs> takes care of all my bill pay things and I check in with it once or twice a month. That's it. Same thing with Buffer. It schedules out all my social media items for me. I only check in with it once a week. Don't have to worry about it from there. You get my point. Um, number four is going to be, how is the item you're delegating going to make you either money or more money? So again, hopefully the way you wrote this, you've got room on your paper. Um, so let's go back to the accountant one, um, just cause it's the only thing I can think of. And it's kind of the running one for this journal prompts. So you're going to write down the first one was, what are you taking too much on? And it would be taxes is overwhelming. And then the second question was, does this all have to be done by you? You would write no hire accountant or pay for TurboTax. Um, and then number four or, you know, three, four, basically you would write, you know, how's this going to make you more money? I'm not going to miss deductions. I'm going to file my taxes on time and get my return on time. I'm going to um, not have to pay late fees, not have to pay for extensions, things like that. So that is kind of a through line example of how something of delegating is going to make you more money, you know, because not everything is going to be as clear and cookie cut as like my Amazon example, or maybe even course creating. So your version of course creating could be oh, Etsy. Let's do an Etsy store. So say you make these beautiful masks because masks are hot right now. So say you make these beautiful masks and it is too much to be done by you. So maybe because you're really good at making the masks and you're the only one that can make the masks, you hire someone, ask for help, ask a coworker to help you set up an Etsy store. And so that Etsy store, which would be quote unquote, a system or a tool, technically, that Etsy store is going to be your resource is going to make you money over and over and over again, because it's going to be your version of an Amazon. So where all I have to do once an item is listed is go back in and update my quantities. Same thing with your Etsy store. You could sell whatever the hell you want on Etsy. And you can just, if you run out of inventory, you just update the quantity of inventory in that item. So that tool, which is something that I think, am, I think it's like 40 cents or 99 cents to start an Etsy store. It's stupid low. Um, but that tool is now a resource that is selling for you 24 seven. You do not have to be present and it can help you make more money while you're doing I don't know, grocery shopping. It can, you can get a sale while you're at work. You could get a sale while you're sleeping. You could get a sale while you have um, a cold. You can get a sale while you're outside doing laundry or whatever. You don't have to be present. So that's how that tool is making you more money. So I want you to go back to question number four and all those items you journaled, I want you to write an example of how each and every one of those items you're delegating is going to make you more money because I want you to cement it in your brain. Delegating 
means I make more money and here is how. So when your brain starts chattering, oh, it's not worth it to do this or it's not worth it to do that. You have actual proof that you could be like, no, subconscious, having an Etsy store and having someone take professional photos of my pictures does make me more money because I sell five times as much with professional photos versus the crappy ones with my bad lighting. So booyah. (laughs) I always like to give you a full picture, not just do it. Here's the air fluff. Move on. And then the final question out of all of this, of this massive tangent of delegating is going to be question number five. How will delegating circulate more good things in your life? And that one, you don't have to do line item by line item. You can if you want. Um, But just kind of in general, think of it this way. Amazon's doing good in our lives because it's helping my company make more money. It's helping my department make more money. It's helping my parts associate, Marcus, and I make more money. And it's doing good on both sides. Obviously, everyone at the dealership and the, all the people that are affected are making more money, which means I can help my husband snowball faster. We can pay off more debt. We can put more money in savings, yada, yada, yada. But it's also adding a service to the other people. So the people that are buying our goods and products maybe couldn't buy them on Amazon before, or maybe it just wasn't convenient or whatever the scenario is. You know, I'm shipping things to people in Canada and people in Mexico, and maybe they're in two hours away from the near dealership. So there is that relationship of delegating is doing good things in this world. And it can even go back to being something as simple as bill pay, like kind of harping on the bill pay a little bit because I love it. It's such an underutilized tool that like, it's just a little no brainer of why not use it. It's a freaking amazing tool that didn't exist X amount of years ago. So like, holy crap, use the shit out of it, but you're doing more good. Because now you have a clear understanding of your bills. You cannot have someone argue with you. Oh my God, I can't tell you. Before you see use bill pay, like shit would get real. There was this one company one time that double billed us. And mind you, this was not when we had the extra money to be double billed. They double billed us three fucking months in a row. And it was like $400 at a time. And they double bill us. So instead of a $400 payment, it was an $800 payment. And mind you, then things started bouncing and then I would panic. I'd have to go to the bank and say, oh my God, you know, they did it again. And then the bank manager would go in and reverse all the funds because it was getting to the point where they knew the story and they were gracious enough to not charge us the funds of overdrafts or whatever. And it got to the point where we just ended up, I paid the $35 and put a stop so that company could not use my card anymore and my husband's card anymore because it kept fucking up the billing. And ever since then, hence why I'm a massive proponent of bill pay, is I know that my bank account is taking the money and sending it to the biller. They don't have access to my card to where they can just nilly-willy bill me. Now there are, I don't know, like two or three things. I think my electric company, we had to have a card on file. So there's only like two or three companies that we have a card on file with. Outside of that, we schedule bill pay. And magically, since we've had bill pay, I've never had to worry about a duplicate charge again. I've never had to worry about weird fraud issues again. I never had to worry about a bill being late. So therefore, our credit's gone up and we've saved money. So there's all of these good things that come from delegating things that have a long-term return. I don't want you to think that everything's going to have a long-term return. So long-term could be relative. So long-term could be something that it's years or so long-term could be something where it's three months. But all of this has good 
benefits and all of it makes a massive difference in your life. And I want you to acknowledge that. I want you to write that down. I want you to dive into that. So when you're sitting down and you're creating that thing, that's going to help you delegate and it's going to make you more money. And your brain is going, mah, 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 mah. it's not worth the time. And you can tell it, yes, it is. I'm going to make all this money. And it's like, mah, 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 but I just want you to scroll on Facebook or Instagram instead. And you can be like, no, look at all the good things that are going to happen from this. Yes, there's monetary value to this, but there's also good karma that's going to come from this. I'm helping other people. I'm helping myself. I'm giving myself more brain space. So there's so many good things that come from delegating outside of just making money. I just want you to be present with that. So with that being said, I am extremely grateful that you've listened to this entire episode and all my examples and my ramblings. And I want to hear from you. What are you delegating? Whether you send me a voice memo on Anchor, whether you send me a message, an email, a comment on the socials, I just want to hear from you. What are you doing differently? What are you delegating? And how is that making you more money? And how is it doing good things in the world for you? Because if more of us delegated, ironically, we would not be as stressed out. So with that being said, I bid you farewell and adieu. And I am off to go to sleep because it's a little bit past my bedtime. So I'm getting a little slap happy. (laughs) All right. Have a great one. Bye, guys. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.